Zenkai Boost is a DBZ Kai fancast. It should not be mistaken for an official member of the Dragon Ball product line in any capacity. Remember, the Dragon Ball series wouldn't exist without support from fans like you, so buy a DVD or something. Also, this show is not safe for work, unless you can wear headphones at work, then go ahead and roll those dice, they're basically asking for it. Face. Did I say face? Yes, you did. You did oh say my face. God. This is going to happen a lot. Call me on it, please. I'm on uh, Theraflu, and that shit has... Oh, no. A very <laughs> special Theraflu episode. Uh, I'm, I'm on a special drug. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's different from... <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Zenkai Boost. My name is Max Newland. My name is Blaine Corliss. I'm Kevin Hilrich. And I'm Max Kostrak. And this is the show where we really get down to the bottom of uh, what is going on in Dragon Ball Z Kai. We're going to get to the bottom of this mystery and figure out the, who did, who done it. You know, people are asking right now, what's going on with Dragon Ball Z Kai? Yeah, well, we actually, there's a lot of buzz around Dragon Ball Z in general at the moment. People want to know, how tall is Goku's hair? <laughs> and scientists have not been able to measure it. And we here at Zenkai Boost, that's what we seek to answer. This is the show where we answer all the big questions about Dragon Ball This is the Ball Mathematical Z-Kai. Analysis Podcast. We're going to reveal all our algorithms uh, re- that revolve around power levels. Uh, that's usually the second half of the show. Uh, first half is all Goku hair, though. Don't worry. Raw artisanal podcasting. No pesticides. <laughs> no pesticides. This is a no-spray podcast. This is an organic podcast. <laughs> Gluten-free. <laughs> Made from the healthiest of stock. Trust me, we tested it. We thought maybe it was gluten that was holding his hair up. No, it's something else. We're still working on it. Uh, this is also a show where we talk about uh, episodes of Dragon Ball Z Kai, but that can wait because this is really important. Uh-huh. 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 So today we watched episode 31. Uh, what? Do- I didn't write the name of this one. Goku now. arrives at last. <laughs> Take down the Ginyu Force. Right, right. Um, so this one opens, this has kind of a different opening, I noticed. Like it's, I really, it's kind of, really liked this opening, for the record. Yeah, it's really like, it's very to the point. Like, Goku just shows up, and he's he gets his bearings, like, what's going on? This is this is pre this is pre pre opening song no recap. Um, this feels like what a real big boy television show would do, and I'm really proud <laughs> of Dragon Ball Z for doing a cold open. And uh, as always, uh, apologies to you guys here because uh, what happens in 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 my Blu-ray set is that uh, when Goku uh, the ship opens, Goku steps out, and as he steps out, the very good music that generally plays during the recap moments comes in while he's like observing the situation and talking about what he needs to do. It's it's a really cool moment, and I'm I'm sorry you guys probably got a weaker musical cue on this. Yeah, um, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got we got the like acoustic version of Braveheart the Strong, which is why the the hardcore version of that song is very good, but mm-hmm. the acoustic version is this kind of like 
dollar store ripoff of Kiss from a Rose <laughs> kind of feeling. Which in any other context would be my favorite song ever made, but... Yeah, usually that's a recipe for success. Not in Dragon Ball Z, though, really. Gotta read the room. So, so yeah, he sees Frieza's over there, and there's some other guy over here who's purple. Um, and uh, is, oh, is he my, actually my... perceiving Ginyu's weird dance? Or is that just for I can benefit? only imagine that that's legitimately what he was doing at that moment, and that Goku was sensing that. <laughs> this is the waiting dance. Kind of waiting. <laughs> the dance of patience. <laughs> so Goku notices that his uh, son and his best friend are half dead, uh, and he should probably go ha- help with that. We get a real, real, that. real rapid fire shot of Gohan's very upsetting injuries. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, Gohan looks really bad. Um, this is when we jump to the, the, o- the opening, right? The actual the, yes. intro. Yes. The, price, the price that I have to pay uh, for, that, <laughs> for that very good opening moment. A little uh, piece of your soul. Um, I, I want to talk about something um, that we touched on about the opening. That, you know, how, now that it's updated, now that we see Frieza and Frieza and Goku fighting in the opening. Um, yes. It's really spoilery if you've not, like, if this is it's your first terrible. time through. Yeah, you're not. Wow. Yep. They cover pretty much every important part of the Goku-Frieza you fight in the intro. You see every single one of Frieza's forms. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, they... let's not pretend, though, that by the time Dragon Ball Z was airing on television uh, when we were all in, like, middle school, that there wasn't abund- an abundance of information on the internet of people like, Frieza's got four forms and he's going to transform and each one's better and stronger than the last the third one. Third one's Ronald McDonald. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is true. I remember back when we were, we were trapped in the hell loop of <laughs> Saiyan Saga to Raccoon being beaten. To now, right? To, 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 to now. now, to the, this very episode. Um, you know, the a lot of us who were watching on Cartoon Network at the time, the only way we got any information was just to look up written story synopsis yes. on the internet. And so This was pre YouTube, my friend. No one had uploaded this for you. you streaming was digging. not a thing. Nope. <laughs> streaming music was barely a thing at this point. The word streaming meant going down to a local river or, or little, you know, stream, basically, and, and digging up crawfish. I, I spent a lot of good summers streaming. Um, uh, I felt very betrayed today because I was watching this episode, um, and then about halfway through the episode, I I hear uh, my wonderful wife, Cassie, sort of humming the theme song. <laughs> oh, no. um, it's spreading like a virus. It's spreading like a virus. It's ruining my home. Dragon Ball Z, Goku came to my house and he punched me and he... Goku ruined my life. The Zenkai Boost story. <laughs> um, so anyway, we cut right to the Goku blast off and... Uh, he arrives at the scene almost immediately. I love that. that I thought we were going to have to wait through half the episode for him to show up. In the fight, I mean. The, the, it causes some Looney Tunes hijinks to occur. Oh my god. Well, d- Jason Berter just looked a little taken aback. Well, Raccoon is sent into some kind of Looney Tunes Tasmanian devil. Yes, yes uh, Tasmanian like, yes. fucking looks like Taz. Yeah, there is a there's a whirlwind with a face in the center of it as he is is knocked around in a circle. Uh Goku his first priority though is his not quite dead son. He seems super dead. And he, he seems really, really he, dead. He, he, Very twitchy. To, to Goku's credit, he really does get to that immediately. Like Yes, that that, that shows good priorities. I'm also um, surprised he, he recognized that Gohan's neck was broken, like he's a doctor or something. 
Now, <laughs> I will. Now, I know I just I gave him props. I, he is a little nonchalant about Gohan's broken neck. <laughs> But and, uh, he does move it pretty willy nilly. It's like, possible. Yeah. I mean, a doctor I, should do that. It's possible that's prob that, that that might be just a reasonable response when you have a bag of magical panacea beans. <laughs> panacea beans. Yeah, you, uh, from my experience so, in the nursing homes, you you really shouldn't pick up anyone who's fallen and or broken something until a medical expert has arrived. Okay, so I, I, this is a little bit of a separate topic, but I do want to confirm here, in terms of our Senzu Bean knowledge, this okay, confirms yeah. that Senzu Beans can you, bring you back from the brink of death. They can mend bones. Instantly, by the way, instantly. Yeah, as soon as less he, than he, three seconds. He puts the bean in Gohan's mouth, and then Gohan is okay. Maybe they just taste really good. This plant just beats medical tech. There is something a little bit... Uh, unnerving about the now totally fine gohan with blood still streaming from his mouth five yes. years old and uh i mean fucking the ginyu force just kind of watches they Goku let this do happen all of this. like there's, they let him do this there are two more logical things i could have seen one the ginyu force should have just attacked or two goku should have just took them out and then proceeded to help his friends oh but but he wanted what? to put on a show he was theatrical it's like the uh, the gas masks in the airplane. You got to put yours on first before oh, you put anyone analogy. else's on. on point. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> they now they do just kind of stand around, but they are they do they are at least a little alarmed, which is very satisfying. Raccoon is mad about it. Yeah. Oh, he's pretending he's not mad though, which is something that I love. <laughs> is that Raccoon is very much like what are you must be crazy. <laughs> Uh, Goku is remains uh, extremely calm about everything, like all of this. Yeah, nothing's happening. bothering him. He just kind of it's that space madness. He sees, he sees <laughs> Vegeta. He sees Vegeta broken and bleeding on the ground, and and he's just like, "Oh, hey, wonder what happened to him." Huh. Uh, one thing that I thought was really funny is he goes over to Krillin to give him a uh, Senzu bean, and Krillin says, "I'm not sure it'll help." It just healed somebody's broken neck. Just... No, I, well, I think what he gets into there is it won't help because they're gonna get killed again. Oh, I, this okay. is when Krillin doubts Goku, and I was like. Krillin, you've been pretty on point for a while right now, but I know you're not dissing Goku right now. Well, he spent all the episodes prior to just being like, when Goku gets there, everything's fine. When Goku gets there, everything's fine. Goku gets there, apparently everything's still not fine. I do, I do like that when Krillin begins to ramble about how even Goku has no chance, Goku's response is just to sort of stare blankly at him. Yes. <laughs> This is like the coolest Goku ever has been or will be for the rest of the show. This is it. Yeah, this is the yeah. peak. So so he basically asks Krillin. What, Krillin tries to catch him up with what's been going on. And we could have wasted nine, ten minutes of the episode on this. <laughs> yes, we absolutely. But Goku recap. knew that we didn't want that. We didn't want that exposition. And he puts his head, he puts his hand on Krillin's head. He says a great line here, too. He does say, um, you don't need to explain. I'll... Feel it out. Weird. <laughs> so apparently Goku has the ability to just sort of read your memories. Training in a hundred times gravity has granted Goku the ability to read minds. That or his his brain damage from a, a childhood has finally awoken his psionic powers. Oh shit. Goku is psychic. <laughs> I mean, this is actually real though. We can say out loud the words... Goku is psychic. psychic. <laughs> does, does this ever actually This is canon. Again? This this never happens again. What? Are you serious? 
Akira yeah, Toriyama did not mind. want let's to write. Let's see if, it, if there's any point in the future where it would have been really useful, because I bet we can find at least one. Akira Toriyama straight up did not want to write or draw any recap panels. <laughs> that is how this worked. He was, you can tell here the author is so excited to get to Goku fighting that he puts his own exposition to the side. Yes. <laughs> He, he, he does um, give us, he gives us a little tiny, like a Cliff's Notes version of everything that happened up to, till he arrived. Because that, that has to happen. Yes. Uh, and when Goku's done reading Krillin's memories, when he's done feeling it out, he just goes, oh, that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to, I, I also wanted to note, I, I posted a screenshot of this for you guys to check out, but while he is thinking, while he is reading Krillin's mind, um, a bunch of images flash by him, and we, we see, like, the, the boys in Vegeta, and, you know, we, we see uh, a little bit of, you know, what happened, but we also see a picture of Bulma fly by Goku's head, and she's just sort of angrily eating and drinking at his desk. <laughs> this is a major point that had to be broadcast. And, oh yeah, Bulma was grumpy. <laughs> She is still on the planet somewhere doing something. Well, they cut. Uh, I know we're all curious. Yeah, they cut. I know we're all curious about Bulma. We'll get to what's going on. Oh, oh, we will. I know that's what you guys basically tune in to Zenkai Boost for is uh, Bulma updates. This is Bulma Watch. Um, so I don't remember exactly how we get into this, but the next thing I had written down is a quote from Goku. Vegeta's still as nasty as ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's pretty much, yeah. Um, we do get an answer to a question we had uh, a, a couple episodes ago, and it is that Goku arrives on Namek with three beans left. How many did Holy he shit. have to start with? That's what I want to cut back. I want to see he's getting ready to give Vegeta one, like the last bean. We just see all the times he's just randomly eating one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be a good time for a flashback of him. Like I can have two this time. <laughs> <laughs> He throws it to Vegeta because Goku, you know, it's it's his thing. Was it his reasoning he wants him to be good for his rematch? Oh yes. yes. Rather than because Vegeta is a is a temporary ally against Frieza, his reasoning is so that he that Vegeta can be in good shape for their rematch. And he says on Earth. So That's interesting. He, I guess after Namek, he, he wants take him back. He wants Vegeta to be to come to Earth. To fight Come him. travel with me. We're going to go so in the is, same ship. So he's basically asking him out on a fight date right now. <laughs> he needs that home. They're about advantage. to get into a fight relationship. A fight relationship. So he throws it. Sorry. He throws it. And as Kevin is about to say here, Raccoon tries to grab it. <laughs> in his mouth. He doesn't try to grab it. He tries to bite it out of the air. Yes. <laughs> Um, but of course, uh, they knocked a bunch of Raccoon's teeth out, so it just flies through his mouth. <laughs> and then Vegeta eats it, and he gets all he gets all pumped up. This is when the Ginyu Force, the rest of the Ginyu Force, the other two people, um, go ahead and, and give Goku a quick scan, a quick look over, and see that he is at uh, a five thousand power level. Mm, yeah, nothing. And Raccoon's like, "Oh man, I thought he was gonna be strong." And we we learn in, here in this moment that the, the the members of the Ginyu Force uh, have no pattern recognition at all because they already yeah. saw Gohan and Krillin raise their power level earlier. Right. Oh my and god. And Vegeta. Yeah, Vegeta yeah, too. Jeez, come on, guys. And Vegeta's like even used the strategy earlier, so everyone gets pretty dumb in this episode. This is 
this is what I would call an exposition episode. I just had a thought. What's your thought? Is the reason why Goku seems so cool in this episode is because everyone else gets so dumb? I mean, Goku That might be part of it. Goku's pretty cool bar, in this episode regardless. Like the, but the intelligence bar for Goku for Goku has been set rather low by Raccoon. That is I, true. He yeah, comparatively Right now, Goku is looking real smart. This is also when Krillin um, mentions how calm Goku is. And this just brought me back to last episode when we talked about um, where Goku was in the ship and he mentions how calm he feels and that he might be going crazy because of being in space. So yes. is this whole episode just some of the, the leftover effects of space madness? Yeah, it's just space madness. Well, doesn't Krillin also, like, everyone's like, man, Goku's, like, not like he's being mean or anything, but he's, like, talking shit. He does. He's like, Goku never does that. Goku talks shit in this episode. A it's lot. real good. Great. Yeah, I'd love to see more of it. Now, Raccoon's, so, Raccoon's being real cocky, and it's great because he has no idea how <laughs> fucked he is. Yeah. Yeah, he thinks Goku is crazy. <laughs> Maybe he's doing that because he was so kind in letting Goku heal his friends. Maybe. I think this is this is when Vegeta um starts having his inner monologue and his mm. episode long freak out. Yes. <laughs> Vegeta starts to have Vegeta's anxiety starts to act up really badly and he starts fixating on the idea of the Super Saiyan. Um thinks he believes he's like no could goku have become a super saiyan no and then we get sort of a, a recap of the original legend as it was told on planet vegeta over a thousand years ago it has to do with the big monkey yeah we do get some some imagery of vegeta surrounded by the big monkey he just he, des he describes a a saiyan who was able to uh uh go beyond their uh their their limits and uh plus ultra <laughs> <laughs> and and achieve an unprecedented level of of power mm. i kind of zoned out while he was explaining this i gotta be totally oh, honest that with you. that's okay did you get brought in by raccoon's butt shot yes uh i was snapped back to reality whoops there goes gravity we by... still got a lot of butt in this episode <laughs> a lot of fucking raccoon ass in this episode butt. Even even after even even after Raccoon is done with it still it still plagues us like an ancient curse. Yeah. <laughs> so Raccoon goes in for his shot, but he misses and Goku's just gone. Yeah, and... I thought this was pretty cool. It's not just that he like dodged out of the way faster than I could see. He disappears. Yeah, he is just gone. And uh suddenly he's behind Bert Burter and Jace, which is like, whoa, how'd he get there? And everybody goes, Whoa! Oh, oh, and then <laughs> at and Jace do their thing and they try to they talk shit on him a little bit he offers uh, them Goku gives them one last chance yes he's like yes this is please very just good. get away I don't want to have to break your skulls open <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me sorry they, they, like they, they then try to they try to attack and then he appears behind and then them. he's gone again yeah just like he did to Raccoon and you then think he... this is where you feel like Birder is at this point being like maybe I'm not the fastest He's definitely having oh, no, not yet. He's... A, a really serious emotional breakdown from, yes. from the <laughs> events of this episode. Birder and Vegeta are both having a really hard time with what's going on, uh, and they're handling it very differently. Um, so he he does teleport behind them. He's he's pulled this trick twice, and then he moves over to Raccoon who now to assumes, really like actually face off. Who now assumes that Goku is just really really fast. And that that so it doesn't matter. He's just gonna blow up the whole area and be done with it. Yeah, that's it. And the name of this move that Raccoon does. <laughs> what was it? I talk couldn't about hear it. This. 
What was it? So, uh, Ultra Fighting Miracle Attack. Uh, it's. I'm, I'm. I'm sorry, Max. It's the. It's the Raccoon Ultra Fighting Miracle Attack. <laughs> <laughs> Except no substitutes. <laughs> I, for, I forgot the brand name. Now, do you, okay, guys, you know what's really fucking funny about this is that all of these characters' names are trademarked, so you could, you could, and you would be correct to put a little tiny TM after the raccoon on this. <laughs> Episode title. The raccoon TM Ultra Fighting Miracle Attack. Yes. By Ginyu, from the Ginyu by collection. By Ginyu. And, <laughs> And so he charges it up and it's that big thing where it's like, you know, he's shouting and there's electricity and there's earthquakes and big cracks starting to form. And he fucking, he lets the attack go loose and immediately, right right then, that instant, Goku's elbow is is like four inches deep in his solar plexus. Deep deep in his gut. It looks like this hurts Raccoon very, very badly and I am here for it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> this is, I want to note this episode, how much this episode is like when Goku arrived and, and destroyed Nappa. Um, yes, actually, yes. yes. Because not only does he stop and help help out Krillin and Gohan first, with Senzu beans, am I, wait, hold on. Um, is this the exact same Yes, yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> they even have an old enemy who has become a friend for a moment. Well, Piccolo's already Piccolo. dead when... Uh, yes. Goku shows up. So, so really, he's actually... Similarities here are uncanny. Technically, it's actually an improvement. Yes. (laughs) They've learned. (laughs) No one's dead yet. He showed up on time. Kind of. Kind Kind of of. on time. (laughs) Everyone's still got their ass beat. He's he's more on time than the last time. Ideally, 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 a five-year-old won't get his neck broken. (laughs) Best case scenario. Everybody makes mistakes, guys. Everybody makes mistakes. It's all, you know, fucking... Okay. Sometimes you're late for traffic. Uh, But if I'm not mistaken, uh, that's the last thing that happens before the intermission. Am I correct? Uh, I think so. I think so. And you guys know what that means, is that I'm going to have to ask you to lend me your energy. Uh... Thanks very much for listening to Zenkai Boost. It's really wonderful that you're here. Uh, it's a thrill to make this show for you, and uh, we want to make sure that you're having a good time, too. Uh, you can send us an email at zenkaiboostpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you feel like helping us out, the best way to support the show is probably just to give us a rating, which you can do in your... You can just do it in the app. Whatever app you're using, you probably just go boop, 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 rating, five out of five. Just please tell us how good we are. Just please tell us how good we are. And if we're bad, tell us too. I know you will. I don't have to invite you to do that. This is the internet, That'll just yeah. happen. We've prepared um, to enter the Thunderdome, and here we are. I'd like to thank Richard E.B. on YouTube for the use of the intro to this show. Uh, it's his cover of... No, fuck. Uh, i got to start that over, because that is the other podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was about to call you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank Friedrich Hobbitler for letting us use uh, his cover of the Super Saiyan 3 theme uh, for our intro. And I'd like to thank someone else who is related to one of our yeah, one who of our could hosts. It be? It's me. It's my little sister, Elizabeth Kostrak, Lizzie Kostrak. You can find her at kostrak.tumblr.com. Go check it out. And the last, very last thing is if you want to support the show, you can do so at bit.ly slash ZB tip jar. Um, that's pretty much just to cover hosting costs. 
you know, we're not we're not big money hustlers in the podcasting game. So, you know, uh, but I think the most important thing you can do that even outside of the tip is if anybody wants to share the bit.ly uh, slash try ZBoost link that sends you to our 17.5 episode. It's a oh, great yeah. place to introduce people to the show. We'd appreciate it so much. If you have somebody else you know who loves Dragon Ball Z, let them know we're out there. We're out there and and we're yelling we're into waiting space. For you. We're waiting for you. We have space madness. The tables are turned. <laughs> we're the ones who are mad from space. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, thank you. Um, so back to the episode at hand. Gohan and Krillin are incredulous, as are the rest of the Ginyu Force. Uh, Goku, uh, Goku mocks Raccoon as he passes out yes. uh, after defeating him in one blow. I just really want to uh, uh, make sure we hone in on Raccoon's the, immense <laughs> humiliation in, in, in this moment because it's really it's wonderful. Just desserts. Guys, guys I'm, I'm starting to think the Ginyu Force. The Ginyu Force might not rule. Hold on. Oh. Them's oh, fighting words. No, no. It says so in the song, though. Yeah, they had how a, could a song <laughs> lie to you? Is it possible they wrote the song? <laughs> well, no, that seems really... I, I mean, that that's a conflict of interest. You can't write your own theme song, right? I wonder if copyright laws are different out there in space. They might be. Copy you never know. He writes space? all the laws, I assume. <laughs> He is the he personally is the guy with the pen who writes all the laws. Now this is also when Vegeta notes why Goku's attack is so scary Mm. to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, He calls it no normal attack, and I think this is when he notes that um, what Goku is doing is he's keeping his power level really low. He's like conserving energy Mm -hmm. and then um, raising it up just for the attack. Yeah, it's this kind of like, um, it reminds me of how they talked about Nen in Hunter x Hunter when they first started introducing that, about how you could get strong by, like, just releasing it at the at the time you were doing an attack or whatever. Oh. So I, I got a question. Like, What's up? When So when they're hiding their power levels, does that mean, like, they're, they are then actually weaker while it's hidden? Well, they, they certainly... I don't know. While, while suppressing their, their energy, they, they certainly can't put out as much force as they would be able to. Right, they okay, can't fly sense. as fast. That makes sense. Okay. Now, um, um, this is very good. Yeah. Is this when Jace talks? Yes. We got to talk about this, everybody. No, <laughs> Something no, happened to oh Jace in, in the past couple of episodes. Uh, he doesn't have the same accent. <laughs> At all. It's not an Australian accent, the one he's had for the past two episodes. And I also got to say, I, I know it's not an easy job being a voice actor. I feel like this guy was phoning it in a little bit on this particular episode. It is unfortunately true, I think. Um... Is it the same voice actor? I I don't know. I have I did not collect proof, but I we, we I have can to look this up because I need to know if this is the same guy who came in for two days and did an Australian accent, and then I guess just came in hungover the next day and was like, <laughs> uh, oh, he only remembered halfway through, but he had to commit. <laughs> what will be interesting is if the accent returns on the next episode. Oh well, yeah, we'll watch out. Because Jace, Jace ain't Jace ain't down and out yet. Um, they all start talking shit again. Jace and Birder are like very theatrical, very like posing and and yelling and whooping and hollering. Well, they, 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 don't they do a named move here? Right after they yes. they rationalize that Goku, they go Goku must have just gotten lucky, of course, because Raccoon, mm. it was and just because Raccoon was an idiot. And while that last part is true, um, 
they're really it was not luck what done this they're really diving deep into denial and and for the rest of this episode um this is a pretty big turnaround for them it sounds to me like up until this point the only thing that could challenge the ginyu force in the galaxy was frieza right these are the second in command yeah these are the only these are these are like the most the strongest people ever and they're getting you know they're finding that they are big fish in a small pond unfortunately uh, and as they do their shtick, even Goku just punch, punches Jace right in the fucking nose. Yes, he's so my good. He's favorite about, moment. He, they, they, they do. A, they, they, they get on either side of Goku and do another stupid dance. Uh, I want their their dances. I should note are getting worse and worse as their numbers dwindle. Um, uh, they. Call, <laughs> I don't think this would have been impressive with five people. They call themselves. <laughs> they call themselves by nicknames that they absolutely gave to themselves. <laughs> um, red magma and blue hurricane. You, oh my think, goodness! And then they they get they get close up on Goku and Jace is about ready to launch into some more pro wrestling shit talk, and, <laughs> and Goku cuts him off with a punch right in his face, like in the middle of a word. Jace is talking, and then Goku's fist is in his it mouth. It caught me by surprise as a person yeah. watching it, and that's what I love. And Goku goes, sorry, but you guys really do leave yourselves wide open. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Uh, Jace Jace responds, he yells, we're done talking, and becomes absolutely no more effective than he was when he was talking. Yes, exactly. (laughs) This is just so embarrassing, really. Like, they start to to fight him, uh, and it's really cool. It's one of those big... um, This is one of those big flurry moments that I always love. Yeah, a lot of back and forth. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wait, that's later. This is where Goku does his sick capoeira stunts. Yes, correct. Oh, right, yeah. So they they both, like, try to attack him simultaneously, and he, like, flips upside down and does a fucking, like, a break spinning dance. This, this is a series of very cool moments. Yes, this is awesome what happens here. And when he kicks them away, they try to come at him one more time, and he just does a big yell. Shot that blows them throws, away. Throws yeah, his make- hands out to his sides and shouts and there's this immense shockwave all around him that is, throws is them throws them way 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 back does this move ever happen again throughout the rest of the show i think it does i and, think and i've seen this one before now too this is one that's in the games too in all the, the in all the dragon ball z games you can like finish with goku using this move finish with goku using this move <laughs> no <laughs> that, no goodness no <laughs> it's my new ASMR channel, Dragon Ball Z ASMR channel. <laughs> uh, just listening uh, Jace to is, Jace is f- totally blown away by this because he just is so confident that there's no way his scouter could be, uh, you know, messing it up like this. And even even Krillin and, and Gohan are con- are confused, which is strange to me. Yeah, the the guys who expected him to come here and clean up when he's cleaning up, they're like, what? Uh, but this, but you know, uh, we we watch as Jason Birder decide to attack simultaneously. This time, they combine into what they call the Purple Comet Crush. Does that not sound um, like a great drink? That sounds like a delicious we gotta, soda. We gotta talk about this move. The Purple yeah, Comet Crush. Was we this have move? to. We have to. Okay, they surround themselves with energy, which is co- yes. coincidentally the same color as their respective skin tones. Cool. Um, sounds okay. sounds regular uh, and normal fine, so far. Legit. Fine. They they fly together and then dirty dance. What are they doing? Dirty dance. 
I imagine they, they grabbed each other's hands and spun around like a sprinkler. <laughs> really, really fast. So fast that they turn it purple and a bunch of energy beams start coming out. And then again, Goku just yells it away. He just yells really loud and all the beams go away. Uh, this is also uh, when we cut away uh, for our obligatory 25 seconds of Bulma. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Everybody wants to know what Bulma's up to. That's the main thing. Is like, and is she? I can't, somebody remind me. Was she in like a super positive, optimistic kind of mood? She is. She is very, very unhappy, complaining loudly to herself, even before a stray beam lands nearby, destroys her TV, and buries her <laughs> in rocks. Which, Why did she bring the TV? That's the big question. How did she? I get mean, you gotta have a TV, right? I mean, if she's getting, if she's getting fo- a phone. To call to Earth, which she's done several times now. Surely she figured out a way to get a cable signal. <laughs> um, I, I would note here that she does get covered in rocks and then easily lifts them all off of her. She's she's totally fine after being buried. Or maybe, very strong also. Or maybe the rocks in Dragon Ball Z just not that solid. <laughs> it's like these, these we never really talk the... about this, but maybe it's like big chunks of styrofoam. These it's all it's these are this is memory foam. It's just Well it's for the stunt it's for the stunt people, you know, you can't have you can't have well, yeah, when there's no reason it. to take risks, you know, you gotta do safe stunts. Practice safe stunts, everybody. <laughs> That's it, your Zenkaibu's tip. Um, what I thought was really cool, uh, in this moment, as we turn back to the fight was that Jason and Birder actually have a stealthy conversation for what I assume is the first time in Dragon Ball history. Seriously, they're not about yelling their, their plan at each other across the battlefield. They're whispering into their scouters. Yes. Which that's we can what confirm doing. our phones. Now, uh, Birder's, Birder, though, while he does have a plan and is, it is planning it stealthily, uh, to his credit. Uh, it, it this plan does hinge on a desperate insistence that he is the fastest in the universe in spite of everything that has happened the entire episode. <laughs> uh, so Jace says he's going to use the Crusher Ball. Okay, thank you. I could not catch the name of that when I watched it. Yes, the cr- the, the patented Crusher Ball. Which if you flip that, that, it would have been a way better attack name. The Ball Crusher. <laughs> <laughs> Jace Ball Crusher. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, apparently, nobody ever gets hit with the Crusher Ball. It's just always a distraction. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> yes. And Goku is the first person who it almost hits, but then he bats it away. And so their plan is completely out the window. Not only does he bat it away, he bats it directly at Burger. Yes. <laughs> And Birder is now very mad. Uh, he's he's about to lose. He's pretty much lost his cool completely. Um, and he, again, starts yelling about how he's the fastest in the universe. And Goku says, well, maybe the second fastest now. Uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking burn. I would have Got loved to hear him. Krillin say that in the background. Kevin, you pointed out a pretty funny line from Jace here. Oh my god, Jace is also having a breakdown, and he's nobody's nobody's ever just deflected my crusher ball, and nobody puts the moves on Burger. <laughs> That's not what that phrase means. I don't think that means what you think it means, but it doesn't mean you put kung fu moves on them. <laughs> I legitimately think that those two practice dirty <laughs> dancing, like in a past life or something. Those two just have a relationship. Yeah, that's why they make. That's why they're so good at making the purple comet crush. The purple comet crush. That's why it's called the purple comet crush. Oh, oh. I see. <laughs> oh. Kira Toriyama mends it all the time. Um, oh, I see. Jace, 
JCL's no one makes fools out of the Ginyu Force. And I <laughs> want to say the that Ginyu that's... Force? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's true, but that's just because they are the ones making fools of themselves all the time. Uh, and Goku does the, the stuntest of stunts here as they're like doing this insane flurry of blows to try and hit him. He dodges out of the way just in time for them to hit each other in the face. Oh, it's so <laughs> good. Uh, uh, what, b- before this, in this melee, before he gets out of the way and makes them hit each other, Birder is trying to salvage his self-esteem by yelling at Goku that Goku is having a hard time right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can barely really not take you. any of my punches. Um, so he gives him one last chance, he says, before he starts fighting back. And, of course, they don't take it. True to his word, uh, when they attack, Goku kicks the living shit out of Birder. Birder goes down right away. His armor, sh- his armor shatters. Can I tell you, I noticed this is exactly the same move he used on Nappa when he arrived in that fight. Dang. Oh. It's the same move, down to the, like, he, he does, he pops him in the side, uh, sends him towards the ground with a second hit, and then he beats him to the ground and uh, stops him with his hand in the stomach and then tosses him. It's like the same choreography. It's called the Chump Crusher, and it's only for <laughs> using when you need to show off how strong you are now. My favorite uh, moves in Dragon Ball Z have got to be the Makanka Sapo, the Kamehameha, and the Chump Crusher. <laughs> Um, so, I don't know. I like KO Ken Chump Crusher a lot better. Yes. Apologies to you guys. More very, very, very good music in throughout this whole sequence. Um, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Goku tosses Birder's limp body to the ground, uh, <laughs> and the episode draws to a close. I want to note yeah. here when the, the narrator comes over, he says that three Ginyus are down. <laughs> Ginyu down. down so wait are they related now or are they all yeah, brothers they're, they're the Ginyus <laughs> meet the Ginyus <laughs> here's the story <laughs> of a team named Ginyu uh, that's the end of the episode by the way if you haven't realized and the preview uh, turns out Captain Ginyu is going to get in the mix in the next one so I like how in the preview, Captain Ginyu is still complaining about the choreography of their moves. Oh, yes. He says he <laughs> slaved over that choreography, and now he has to write more. That's why he's mad. Um, episode 31 of Kai uh, ended actually just a little bit after the beginning of episode 68 of Dragon Ball Z. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We were at like 65 last time, weren't we? Uh, something, mm. 65 or 66. Anything they can That's do good. to delay Goku arriving. <laughs> Yes. Uh, we have uh, also uh, officially completed and gone just a little bit past that uh, that loop that we keep referencing. Yes. <laughs> this is the part of the series that feels very special to me still because of how exciting it was that it was even airing at all. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, we will, of course, be joining you uh, next time uh, right back on episode one. Um, which will go th- yeah. through. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing a full tsunami run, which means we go through this three or four times. If you really want the podcasting cred, you'll you'll download and listen to our first episode, Friends the Anime, immediately <laughs> after finishing this one. <laughs> Um, we've also, uh, uh, really interestingly enough, uh, uh, left the Namek saga behind and begun the Captain Ginyu saga. 
Okay, so and that means that uh, next episode we're going to do another one of these arc rack wrap-ups because though we are still on Namek, um, the Namek story has too changed. too big for one arc. The yeah. story has changed significantly because Goku is now the protagonist instead of Vegeta. Gone are the days of the, protagonist Vegeta. It's going to be weird, the man. I gotta say. Uh, so tune in next time for Zenkai Boost Knights episode 2. Or the, episode 31.5. Um, whatever, yes. whatever you prefer, really. Whatever you want to call it. The cool thing to call it is Zenkai Boost Knights, though. Yes. Yes. So, what, uh, what did you guys think was the best moment from episode 31? Um, Jace getting punched in the face. Maybe. Same. Yes, yeah. There are, yeah, there it's are unanimous, a lot of y'all. really, really good moments in this episode, but Jace interrupting... A lot. Uh, Jace getting his dumb speech interrupted with a punch to his mouth was the standout. It's so satisfying. So- <laughs> it's so good. So will it take the crown for the entire for the best moment in the entire uh, Namek arc, though? Which, as of right now, is still Ginyu Force rules. And uh, I mean, we have seen the the kind of the mystique of the Ginyu Force pretty thoroughly dismantled. Uh, at, they at have been yes discredited in a big way. Um, this like this song is definitely fan fiction they wrote for themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> do we want to let this one take over then? So is Jace getting punched in the face the smartest thing Goku has ever done or will ever do? <laughs> well, is, Does that o- override Ginyu Force rules? Or is this Dragon Ball Kai? Like, like, do we feel like this is a Dragon Ball Kai moment? Well, I mean, they, well, I mean, they are all Dragon Ball Z Kai moments. That's one thing we can say for certain, that all these <laughs> moments are from Dragon Ball Z Kai. <laughs> They're all from the same television show, and that's the truth. <laughs> I, for one, really am stunned by the majesty and the grandeur of the Ginyu Force and their theme song. Same. I kind of want to keep it as Ginyu Force. That's kind of been the moment of the arc for me. Yeah, I'm with you because there. Because though this may be an action-packed episode, that was the one that really got me in here like, man, Dragon Ball Z Kai is a pretty good show, right? This is some quality entertainment we're dealing with. Well, Even if it is think? the weirdest thing we've ever experienced. <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all think? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I, and, and there I know there are going to be there are going to be some better moments as we get further into this arc anyway. Of course. Oh my god, oh, strap in fellas. Oh boy, oh boy. It's going to get weird. Um that's probably going to just about do it for us today then, huh? Yeah, let's wrap this yep. up. Give you yeah. right. rules. Give you force rules. rules. Thanks for listening again. My name is always is Max Newland. My name is Blake Corliss. I'm Kevin Hilrich. And I'm Max Kostrak. And remember, power levels don't matter.